one metaphor. So um, right now, all of the healthcare systems or healthcare measures that we're talking about is basically sick care. And if you think of your body as a house, then uh, sick care means firefighters. So the doctors and nurses only come in when your house is on fire. Mm. And their only mission is to keep the house. So they don't care if they have to break the glasses mm. and uh, pour water into your house and damage everything, all of your furniture, all of your appliances. Their goal is to keep it. But it's not their goal to keep it functional as it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just keep it alive. Yeah. 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 And then healthcare, on the other way, means that you have to um, inspect your chimneys on a regular basis or um, update your electrical wiring. Mm. Do you think there's a better word than healthcare? Like, is healthcare just like people are always going to think about it in terms of being sick or what? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think. The problem with our episode is uh -huh. that we don't have a Chinese equivalent word for healthcare. So when we are oh. subtitling our conversation and then translating that into Chinese, um, it's gonna <laughs> it's hard work. Wait, explain yeah. what you mean. Okay, so um, the um, when we are translating yeah. and when we see the English word healthcare, for healthcare yeah. yeah, what we usually use in Chinese is "医疗," which yeah. means medical care. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And there's another word, it's called Baojian. Okay. But Baojian is more like um getting a healthy diet and regular workouts. Oh. Yeah. So Baojian is actually the real healthcare. But the thing is, Bao the definition of Baojian is different from the definition of healthcare in English. So English is the problem. Like <laughs> Yes. Yes. It is. Yes. Because in the so in the context when you in in an English article talking yeah. about healthcare yeah. in the context you will find words like hospitals, yep. doctors, drugs, medicine, surgeries, and if you translate that into baojian in Chinese, it doesn't make it doesn't sense. Work. Yeah, there's a few people that I listen to on mm -hmm. some podcasts and. The way they try to describe, um, you know, exercise, nutrition, these kind of things now is in terms of longevity. Oh, okay. But that makes more sense. But it's what kind if, of weird, though. Yeah. What if I want to stay healthy, but I don't want to live that long, or if I yeah. don't want to age? I mean, longevity. Well, like they they want you to think about living a hundred years, right? But living really healthy. So, but what if I just no want to live? very healthy for a 60. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. Like there's there's no like I've actually been struggling with this because I'm always trying to think of how do I improve my health? Uh -huh. Like how do I sleep better? How do I exercise better? How do I think better? What should I eat to feel better? And of course that relates to health, but then the moment you talk about health, you have to put the care at the end of it, and now it's like it's got nothing to do with what I find important. It's interesting how Chinese, the, the separation is so clear. 
<laughs> so, okay, um, um, I want to ask, what are important to you? Um, well, quality of life is the most important. Oh, okay. So, when you're not sleeping well, if you eat too much junk food, I mean, for me, like, if I don't go surfing or climbing or get a really hard workout in at least every other day, uh -huh. everything goes to crap in my life. Like, everything sucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, to me, it's like... Okay, but Baojian doesn't imply that you have... But it's closer. Good, it, it's yeah. I it's, mean, it's definitely it closer is. than the medicine, right? I'm not sure. I mm. think that in Chinese conversation, if you talk about Bao Jian, people will start picturing an old man doing Tai Chi <laughs> in a party. <laughs> 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 nothing cool. Not nothing like. When I first came to Taiwan, I uh -huh. was really into running. Uh huh. This was before I hurt my back uh -huh. and. And I would run through the parks every morning at like 6 a.m., you know, 5.30 a.m. sometimes. And the parks are just full of old people, like dancing. Like some of them do ballroom dance. Uh -huh, some of them uh -huh. are doing like Tai Chi, right? Uh -huh. Like all, the, all these different exercises. It's uh -huh. hilarious. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? There's no young people anywhere. No. Yeah. Uh, but I do know that there are more runners now. There are more, uh -huh. yes. Uh -huh. Yes. So that can be a new movement or a new trend. Yeah. But still, oh, okay, so yeah. there are more runners, yes. and some of them are really hot. Yes. And they don't think of themselves doing baojian. Uh. <laughs> oh, fitness. Fitness is a good word. Fitness? You, you want to keep fit, right? I think that's the goal. Mm -hmm. But my concern would be that if you're talking about fitness, People might not, I don't know, I mean, would you think about nutrition and sleep as part of fitness? Like mental health? Like how are you doing mentally? Like have you used too much Facebook? <laughs> like this is That's mental health. Question. I mean, is, is this, like, would you think of part of that no. as? No, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not a word that perfectly describes what we want for healthcare. Yeah. They, they describe it in terms of, at, at least from my perspective, the opposite. So like, um, they at, at least what I've read is that they call it preventative healthcare, mm -hmm. which to me that sounds like you're trying to prevent healthcare, which is like, <laughs> which is also strange. Right, right. Yeah. That's a very unnatural uh, connotation. It is. It's um. like, it's like a nonprofit company. It's like, what's wrong with profit? <laughs> like, aren't you supposed to be a company and making right, some money? Right. Like, so, so right. to me, like. Preventative medicine or preventative healthcare is all very strange. It's a weird way of saying it. It's like a negative way of saying uh -huh. it. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I think the idea is that healthcare is very holistic. And right now, when people think of healthcare, they think of it as something very scientific. Ah, okay. But scientific in terms of development of medicine or which Right, parts? right, right. They think okay. that healthcare means that you need to hire a group of scientists okay. to work in laboratories and then they will find out how to cure cancer or how to make new drugs. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that's what I understand, yeah. healthcare. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh -huh. That's probably why I don't like it so much. Like, Because to me, science is a process. Uh -huh. It's forming a hypothesis, collecting data, mm -hmm. analyzing that data, um, and testing it against something. And possibly proving yourself wrong. 
which is always the best, right? Because yes. that's when you learn something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you don't need to be a professional. Or know it all. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you just, you just sort of observe what's going on. And, I mean, my wish is that people can start applying the scientific method to getting healthy, to getting more healthy. I don't know. Maybe we'll call this fitness from now on. But, <laughs> but can we provide this same sort of um, scientific rigor to helping people improve their health as opposed to, you know, like these firefighters bashing down the windows and just keeping you alive so you can suffer for another couple of years? Well, That's probably bad, but I mean. Right. So yeah. I think if we want to achieve that, mm -hmm. we need to start um, making some changes in education. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so in Taiwan, PE is quite boring. Physical education. Yeah. Really? Well, may maybe it's just me. Okay. <laughs> well, what would you do in PE? I think that when I look back, yeah. well, so, okay. So first of all, I'm very lazy. Okay. And I don't have a workout. Okay. habit and i don't enjoy any kind of exercise what have you tried i i did but i mean what like what have you done oh uh, uh swimming okay um dancing and uh yoga okay never and liked it they were all boring or i cannot enjoy it mm. the minute i dive into water i want to get out yeah and what about yoga I'm just stiff. Uh. <laughs> and, and, and when I look back, I think that I've never given myself the right knowledge and enough space and time to develop that liking mm. or that habit. Mm. So when I, was a, uh, when I was in the elementary school, um, I think my teacher confused sports with exercise, with workout. Mm. So I was taught fallible skills for one month and then dodgeball skills for another month and then basketball. And then at the end of the semester, everyone needs to shoot. And then you will be scored. Oh, that's really okay. interesting. Yeah. Huh. And what is the goal? I mean, do you want one of this 100 kids become a basketball player? Yeah. Or do you want them to enjoy basketball so they would go to the basketball court after school, mm -hmm. um, I was never given the pleasure. Uh, mm. I, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, I don't mean that I'm so passive that I need to be sure. given, but yeah. the thing is, um, it was very academic, and PE courses were never uh, educational. What was the PE teacher like? Were they passionate about these sports, or no? They were just a teacher. Oh, they like the boys. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We sucked, and then it's yeah. okay to suck. Yeah. So there were some boys in my class who were really, really good at playing basketball. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they, they were mm -hmm. having fun. And then yeah. um, it, w it was pretty liberal when I was a kid. So yeah. um, we were liberated from participating. <laughs> 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 so... I think that if we start from education and uh -huh. start um, helping everyone know that workout is really important, workout is a part of what keeps you yeah. healthy for the long term. Mm.
and diet too. Then um, people will grow up knowing that oh, it's really important to um, block some time、mm. from work and、um, build up yourself. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely not a culture of exercise,、mm-hmm. or I think even going outdoors.、Um, When I grew up, I was mainly outdoors. Like、uh-huh. we'd get out of school at two, and then I would go surf like as long as I could. And if I had time to do homework, I would do it. If not, forget it.、Uh-huh. Uh, it was like it just wasn't that much of an emphasis. Yeah. And so I think it's easier to like becoming healthy. I think you can attack it from exercise, from diet, from mental,、mm-hmm. like any one of those three. But I think the exercise is the easiest entry point because the moment you start exercising more,、mm-hmm. you're probably not going to want to eat like fried chicken or you're not going to want to eat the food that like before you exercise will make you feel like crap.、Uh-huh. And then once you start changing that,、uh-huh. then you're going to exercise a lot and you're going to get tired and、uh-huh. then you're going to sleep better. And then as you sleep better, your、so、body is much. So that's a trigger. Gonna, yeah, you have to, you have to get it going. Of a positive cycle. Yes,、mm-hmm. and、yeah. it's very cost effective. Like, oh, it's way cheaper than medicine. Yeah,、right? if the majority of、um, people in Taiwan knows that they can keep, they can maintain health、mm-hmm. by exercising more、mm-hmm. or exercising regularly,、mm-hmm. then they don't need to go to hospitals or clinics that often. Yeah,、Ideally. I mean, in some ways, the fact that the healthcare system here is so good and so cheap, like you don't really feel like you have to exercise. You don't really feel like you have to get your body in like crazy shape because it's okay if you get sick, you just go get medicine, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah.、Um, I, I I think it's important to to start somewhere. Like、mm-hmm. start in one of those three because the moment you know the the moment you start and you move this forward, it becomes like easier and easier. And then you you hear people they say, "Oh, I'm addicted to exercise." It really is. It becomes an addiction. Well, it's one of the best addiction. I think it is. Yeah.、Uh-huh. I was going to tell you a little bit about.、Um, Preventative healthcare. So we're working with this、um, amazing scientist.、Uh, her name is Dr. Ho, and she's a, a virologist and an epidemiologist at Academia Sinica. Ho Meixiang. Yes. Okay. Yes.、Um, uh, if like if scientists could be superheroes, like she's a superhero. Uh huh. She's she's just absolutely awesome. And、mm. I was. Heaping praise on Taiwan's healthcare system to her one day, and she says, "You know, actually, there is a real issue. And if you、uh, if you got some time, I would love to show you some statistics." And so she started showing me these statistics, and there it's just open data that she、um, kind of reorganized so you could see what was going on. And she also population adjusted, so you、mm-hmm. could see you could compare American. Taiwan,、mm-hmm. she knows I'm from America, so she was showing me like, hey, like she asked me, who do you think is healthier, like um, um, Americans or Taiwanese?、And、I said, of course, Taiwanese. Like the diet here is way better than America. And she showed me like chart after chart of starting at age seven, so、mm-hmm. age seven to twelve, the kids, both boys and girls, are having the biomarkers of prediabetes. So all of these、Where? chronic diseases.、Um, In their blood, when they do、oh, blood work,、okay. you can see—they、um, call them markers.、Uh-huh. These are sort of like—I、um, mean—they're just numbers. But when、okay. they see these numbers and they're trending 
in a direction that's bad, then they call these things markers. Uh -huh, so like, uh -huh. hey, you should track these things and see what's going on. That's, that's all they are. It's just a fancy name for it. I, I didn't mean where in their fault. I mean, <laughs> where are the boys and girls? Oh. I mean, <laughs> who all have the markers? Taiwan. Like yeah. uh, Taiwan? Taiwan, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so 29.7% so of kids aged 7 to 12 in this study, and it was a very big study. It was across all of Taiwan population, uh -huh. had these biomarkers. Uh -huh. And so... This was 2013 to 2016. So what that means is given another 10 years, and you're going to have a whole wave of people entering into the sick care system uh -huh. with chronic diseases, you know, like diabetes. Uh -huh. These are unbelievably expensive. And then when you get them, well, there's no cure. That's why they're called chronic, of course, right? right? And so you're stuck with it for life. And your whole life, you're going to have to suffer because of this stuff. Uh -huh. And so, I mean, I look at that and... So you, you, you think of healthcare as this home right. and the firefighters come in and like bash down your home and they fix it and well, they, they fix it, right? Uh -huh. Like it's, you, at least you still have a home. Right. But how do you remodel? Like how do you, you know, can you get new rooms? Can you get better furniture? Uh, like what can you do? Uh -huh. that's, that's, that's what I care about. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're only going to get one home. Uh -huh. like, this right. is our body. Right. We're only going right. to get one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think that in Taiwan, uh -huh. um, the entire healthcare systems doesn't define health as health. Uh, okay, well, I uh, my grandma yeah. was living with us for nine months before she passed away, mm. and uh, um, she had to take at least twelve kinds of medicine every day, every meal. Whoa. So that's a lot of pills, a lot of capsules. But what, what were they for? Just all kinds she, of things, huh? She was just old. Yeah. Okay, so um, her brain is not working. Her her brain was not working the way my brain was, yeah. and um, her hands were shaking. Yeah. That's just a sign of aging. Yeah. And then um, she had respiratory problems, mm -hmm. and also. Um, she okay. She couldn't swallow. Ooh. She relied on tube feeding. She was basically like a vegetable, just. Yeah, but she could horrible. talk. She could. But she could talk. Yeah, she could talk. Mm. She could. Was um, she in pain? She took a lot of painkillers. Yeah. <laughs> right. So she relied on tube feeding to get food and medication, and then when the food arrives. In her body, she needs poop softener to help them move oh. forward. Yeah. So She's basically everything. A yeah, 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 yeah. But when we took her back to the hospital, she was okay. Really? Like, I mean, the hospital treats her as, oh, she's okay. Let's. Yeah, let's she was just showing signs of aging. Wow. So, so when you, when you see that, oh. Our healthcare system thinks that she's healthy mm -hmm. in her state. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with that definition. Yeah. We defined healthy as kept alive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard from people that the KPI uh -huh. of the healthcare system is treat and survive. Uh -huh. So out of all the people that come in, can you treat them and can they survive? That that's the KPI. That's how the whole healthcare system what is. What if, itself. 
we um, what if we measure how many people are prevented from getting diseases? Yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, it seems like like if you were to measure like okay, how good are companies? Like you'd probably want to measure profit. You wouldn't want to measure bankruptcy, right? <laughs> so it's like, hey, can this company go bankrupt and still survive? Like that's sort of the way healthcare works, right? Oh, but that's how we measure your <laughs> runway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. How many months until you're dead? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, back to that, like living for a hundred years. Uh -huh. So this this doctor that I listen to, he has a podcast called The Drive. His name is Peter Atia, and so he has this idea that okay, can you think about what you would want to do when you are. Uh, a grandpa, mm -hmm. like you'd want to be able to like lift your grandkids, give them a hug, lift them above your head, uh -huh. all of those different exercises. And then can you sort of reverse out of that and to know, okay, well, how much do you have to be able to lift when you're 40? How much when you're 50, when you're 60, when you're 70? And so he puts up this whole kind of training regimen. So, so as you age, you can age gracefully. You can still do things like you don't have back pains and you know, That's you're, great. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. But I mean, this is like very, so he's way outside of mainstream medicine. I mean, they have to call it longevity uh -huh. because, and like longevity, at least in the U.S. is like, I mean, it's very, it's very expensive. It's what the richest rich people want to invest in. It's not considered mainstream. But that's always like bothering to me because it's like, shouldn't this be the most mainstream there ever was? Like getting people to live longer, healthier lives? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that has much to do with how the economy evolves. Okay. I think that for people like my mom, mm -hmm. she's in the industrial age. Mm -hmm. So she thinks of herself as a tiny screw of the entire society. Oh, wow. And she thinks of herself as her value is how much she can contribute to the economy or the society. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't leave her job unless she's very sick. Hmm. And then her definition for recovery is very different from mine. Yeah. So her definition for recovery is no more pain. Hmm. So when she stops feeling pain, yeah. she can come back to work. That's like the sick to, okay, you're well, but, but you're, not, you're not fit. You're not like really doing extremely well. Right. Like, like how do we get them there? I mean, but so what do you think is actually some easy entry points for Taiwanese population. Like if you wanted to start learning about this stuff, if you wanted to start educating people, I mean, where do you start? Like you obviously didn't think exercise was such a good place to start from. So like what, like is diet good to start from or like where, or sleep maybe? That's funny because I think that diets in Taiwan are healthier. I would think so too. Yeah, but you said that- um, It's horrible. The, the yeah, boys and girls having these um, biomarkers, yeah. I was really surprised. Yes. Because if they are having so many signs, what about boys and girls eating McDonald's in the United States all the time? And they have donuts between McDonald's. I know, I know. I mean, you know, some of this stuff has to do with the amount of sugar. Uh -huh. things. You know, like the Jinzu Nai Cha is like full of sugar, right? <laughs> it's crazy, right? And and actually eating sugar, like if you had some solid food and you put sugar in it and you eat it, uh -huh. it's n like there's nothing worse than like putting liquid sugar in a drink and drinking it. It's just like, boom, right yeah. down there. And like, yeah, it's like injecting it's, sugar. You might as well inject yeah. sugar. Yeah, it's the worst thing you can do. Okay. 
But where do you start? I mean, like, are, are there any trends that that make you hopeful? Like, like I was thinking, okay, you could just use coronavirus. You could just use COVID and use that. So, like, what, what Dr. Ho was saying is that if you have a chronic disease and you get coronavirus, you're just like, one well, done. It's, it's, it's over for sure. I mean, maybe not for sure, but it's like your, your odds are way okay. worse than uh -huh. if you're healthy. Like if you're Then you're selling fear. Uh, <laughs> Touche. <Gotcha. laughs> yeah. So I don't want to go there, right? Um, but like, how do, you, how do you sell something that people want to buy? Like, how do you make health something people want to buy? Huh. Where do you start? I mean, I don't even think Taiwanese people are afraid of COVID-19 anymore because the country's so safe here. So <laughs> even if I wanted to sell fear, you couldn't sell that. <laughs> well, I think that raising awareness is really important. And I do see some grassroots movements right now. You know what? Um, there is a 7-Eleven downstairs beneath our recording studio. Uh -huh. And then there's a machine so you can take your blood, blood pressure. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I was, yeah, I was there just five minutes before. What does it cost? Nothing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I have photos. Oh, wow. Interesting. Is it okay? Of course. <laughs> I was really surprised. And I know that we're going to talk about healthcare. So I took photos yeah. when yeah. I went to that 7-Eleven. So look, it, it, it's a kiosk, but it's also a seat. And then um, and it's pretty private. Like you could be in there. And yes, get your it's a booth. Yeah. Right. And then saying that um, taking blood mm. pressure for free. That's what it says. Is yes. this new? I think. I think so. Yeah. Uh. It looks very new. But I'm a little bit skeptical about this. Okay. Because Seven Eleven is collecting information <laughs> and data. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be my first question: is who gets that data? Yeah. Um. Because I recently found out from my friend's Facebook post, I know that you don't like Facebook, we can talk about it yeah. later, um, that 7-Eleven is going to her kid's school. 7-Eleven? Yeah, uh, uni president. Okay. The mother company sure. of 7-Eleven, but they're using the 7-Eleven logo and the um, mascot. Yeah. Openjiang. Yeah. Uh, the mascot is called Openjiang. And then, so Openjiang will drive a school bus. Okay which is converted into a, it looks like an ambulance, but okay. it doesn't give you first aid. It, okay. it, it, it takes your blood pressure. And then it's doing this for the entire school for free. Really? Yeah. And for parents, um, all you need to do is download an app. Okay. Created and developed by 7-Eleven. I mean, unit president. Huh. Uh -huh. And then you can track kids. Um, oh, wow. Records. Yeah. So... <laughs> For one, I think that uh, um, grassroots movements are really important. Raising yeah. awareness is really important. But um, something like this is uh, suspicious. <laughs> I mean, you're giving people yeah. very convenient access to new information and these technologies, and you're allowing people to track using your technology. Yeah. But um, the, the, the mastermind behind it is... Yeah, you have to be very careful with free. Free is this very dangerous tech concept and where it turns you into a product. And the most expensive thing. It is, it is. Huh. Well, I hope there's an alternative to that where um, 
it becomes easier and easier for parents, for example. So I don't think people actually, like parents actually know that there is this problem, that these, this next wave of chronic diseases is coming over the kids. And so how do we let parents know? And then how do we let parents know if their kids have the issue? And then what do you do? Um, I don't think there will ever be a perfect environment. So two generations ago, people didn't know that um, there, they, people didn't know that cancer would be so common. Yeah. And then for old people now, loneliness is one thing. Mm. And then for my generation, it's chronic disease. Yeah. And then for my kids' generation, maybe it's all kinds of technology addictions, or maybe they have problems adjusting to their lives in Mars. Yeah. So <laughs> you want to yeah, go there, right? I do. Sign <laughs> yeah. me up. <laughs> yeah. Right. So there's never a perfect environment. There will always be challenges and always be solutions. We'll just we'll see. But 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 um, yeah. I still think that we can inspire people to think about how we can handle the current challenges and problems. Yeah, and I think the the first step is just to acknowledge that the system is There's about sick problem. care, not healthcare. Right, right. And then how do we actually address getting people from, um, you know, from being well to uh -huh. fit? Like if we think of health as a spectrum, and how do we address this other side of the spectrum that pushes people to improve their health? sleep better, exercise better, eat better, you know, all of these things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's something to think about. Maybe a conversation for another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And our time is up. Yep. Uh-huh. Anything you want to tell our listeners? Um, I would like to get more comments. Yeah. So maybe there are a lot of things that we don't have answers to, but... Um, if you have any idea, just leave us a comment. Yeah, I think at least talking to you, one of the things that's most interesting is just to look at the U.S. and Taiwan and how these systems are so different. Mm -hmm. And then to try to think of how we can take the best of both. I mean, they both have terrible parts and they both have amazing parts. Mm -hmm. Like, how do, we, how do we act locally mm -hmm. and try to kind of use the best things that the world can offer? So I'm interested in like, are there topics we can talk about that would help people to understand, hey, what's really working well in America? And then what's really working well in Taiwan? And mm -hmm. How do we kind of just increase that? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or how, uh, how can we help people understand their individual rights? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they need to learn more about their body, yeah. their, their health, and their data. Yeah, well, because the technology side, I think, ultimately... And we'll probably learn this in, I don't know, whatever, five, ten years from now, but mm -hmm. Facebook will be as bad as cigarettes. Like, I, th I, th I think we'll, we'll look back and we'll say, oh, my God, how do we let people use this thing? <laughs> We're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, two weeks later, you're going to hear us talk about Facebook as cigarettes. There we go. <laughs> or cocaine. There we go. <laughs> right, so see you next time. Okay, sounds good. Bye.